The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, we'd like you to dial 702-650-5588. I say again, if you're local, like to join in on our discussion today, have a praise report, have a question, a comment, we sure would love to hear from you locally. Please call 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800 366 8883. I say again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live, video and audio from KKVV's website. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you and Brother Vernon did too. And KKVV's website is www.kkvv.com. Also, we're being streamed live a video and audio from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. Our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please visit our website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Select the broadcast that you like to listen to. All of them are there, available for you. The gospel is always free on our watch. It's no charge for you to listen and tell somebody else about it, too. Also, we have several resources there, educational, um, health and wellness, uh, Bible study, um, local resources. There's just a plethora of resources, and we hope that you go and visit and get blessed. Again, our website is www.savethelostlv.org. We also can be heard on iTunes and we are free on iTunes as well. I'd like to say good afternoon to my dear friend in Christ and brother in Christ. That would be to my right, Brother Vernon. How are you, man of God? I'm doing great, and um, I'm still reeling from my prayer out that I had last Thursday. um, Every time I think about what I went through, it just gives me um, a lightness. I said, when I was asked how I felt, I said, empty. (laughs) I mean, ready to be filled with the right... I guess thoughts are more filled with the Holy Spirit, I should say. Amen. But it's it's still amazing to me every just by thinking about it when I went through. And thank you for being there. Oh, well. for sure. I wouldn't have missed it for the world, Vernon. It was just a pleasure and an honor to be there and to meet your your wonderful church family. 
um, you know, the evangelist, her husband, you know, Pastor Powell and his lovely wife, their daughter, um, you know, the Amen. other people that were there, too, who came. Uh, and just, uh, you know, your, your brother there that hosted everything. That was wonderful. I mean, so, Dean Perry. Yes. Yeah, so that was exciting. So, you know, God bless Brother Dean and for the wonderful work that he is doing. Amen. And uh, I hope I get an invitation to the next one. Okay. All right. So we are starting a new series, and it is on abuse. We are talking about abuse, and our first part is going to be on incest. Okay, so we want you to continue with us through the series. So this is the first part of our series on abuse, and it's going to be on incest. So we're going to get right into it, uh, man of God. Would you please read uh, Leviticus chapter 18, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 30. Amen. Uh, From the New King James Version, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1. Then the Lord God spoke to Moses, saying, Two, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. Three, according to the doings of the land of Egypt, where you dwelt, you shall not do, and according to the doings of the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you, you shall not do, nor shall you walk in their ordinance. Four, you shall absorb my judgments and keep my ordinance. To walk in them, I am the Lord your God. Verse 5, you shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man does, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. 6, none of you shall approach anyone who is near of kin to him to uncover his nakedness. I am the Lord. 7, the nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother you shall not uncover. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. 8, the nakedness of your father's wife you shall not uncover. It is your father's nakedness. 9. The nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or elsewhere, their nakedness you shall not uncover. 10. The nakedness of your son's daughter, or your daughter's daughter, their nakedness you shall not uncover, for theirs is your own nakedness. 11. The nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, begotten by your father, she is your sister, you shall not uncover her nakedness. Verse 12, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is, excuse me, near of kin to your father. 13, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is near of kin to your mother. 14, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. You shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. 15, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. 16. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. 17. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, nor shall you take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are near of kin to her. It is wickedness. 18. Nor shall you take a woman as a rival to her sister to uncover her nakedness while the other is alive. 19. Also, you shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is in her customary impurity. 20. Moreover, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defile herself with her. 21. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Molech, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. 22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. 23. Nor shall you mate with any animal to defile yourself with it. Nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is perversion. 
Verse 24, Do not defile yourselves with any of these things, for by all these the nations are defiled, which I am casting out before you. 25, For the land is defiled, therefore I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon it, and the land vomits out its inhabitants. 26, You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, either any of your own nation or any stranger to who dwells among you. 27. For all these abominations the men of the land have done who were before you, and thus the land is defiled. Verse 28. Lest the land vomit you out also when you defiled it, as it vomited out the nations that were before you. 29. For whoever commits any of these abominations, the persons who commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Verse 30. Therefore you shall keep my ordinance, so that you do not commit any of these abominable customs which com were committed before you, and that you do not defile yourselves by them. I am the Lord your God. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we can see that Leviticus, for those who don't know, is a handbook for the priests and the Levites outlining their duties and worship and a guidebook of holy living for the Hebrews. So we're talking about holy living here, right here, in reference to incest. Now, I want to be able to give you the definition of what incest is in the state of Nevada, and then we're going to continue on with the scriptures, Brother Vernon, and... Um, really uh, get into this first series of abuse, mm -hmm. incest. Now, the statute is Nevada Revised Statute 201.180. Again, Nevada Revised Statute 201.180. And for those who are listening out of state, I really encourage you to go to your state law and find out what the definition is for incest. It says, incest, definition, penalty, persons being within the degree of consanguinity within which marriages are declared by law to be incestuous and void who intermarry with each other or who commit fornication or adultery with each other shall be punished for a category A felony by imprisonment in the state prison for a minimum term of not less than two years and a maximum term of life with the possibility of parole and may be further punished by a fine or not more than $10,000. Now the statute was updated in 2005 and when it was updated in 2005, what they had added was a maximum term of life with the possibility of parole. And and before that, it didn't exist. Hmm. So in 2004, if you will, you could go to prison for not more than two years and pay a fine for not more than $10,000. Hmm. That's what the state of Nevada says about incest and I used a term that you may not be familiar with and it's consanguinity consanguinity means showing the degree of relation by blood so it means that they can define the relationship by blood they can take the DNA and find out uh, who's a mother who's a father who's a daughter who's a son so Nevada has certain relationships that are considered incestuous and it's based on biblical the word of God so Amen. we see this laid out in uh, Leviticus and we just read all the chapter 18 now I want to point something out to our readers man of God would you please go to Exodus 20 and we're going to read about the first six verses 
And then we're going to go over to Deuteronomy. And uh, I'm going to blow your hair back on this one. So we're going to go to Exodus chapter 20. And let's read about the first five or six verses, please. Okay, Exodus chapter 20, still from the King James, New King James Version. Uh, and God spoke all these words, saying, verse 2, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Verse 4, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Verse 5, you shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Now, would you read that verse again and say that verse number again? Verse 5 out of chapter 20 in Exodus. Yes. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Okay, so that means up to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Did I hear you correctly, yes. man of God? Okay, we read that. Verses 1 through 5 in Exodus 20. Now I want us to go over to Deuteronomy. We're going to go to chapter 23. And I want you to look at the, the first couple of verses, Brother Vernon. Why don't we read verses uh, 1, 2, and 3, please? We are going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 23. And we're going to read the first three verses. And, of course, you've been reading out of the New King James Version. Do I have that correct? Amen. All right. Man Amen. of God, if you will bless us with the reading, please. Verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 23. He who is emasculated by crushing or mutilation shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Verse 2. One of illegitimate birth shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. Verse 3. An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord of the Lord forever. Okay. Now, uh, the Ammonites and the Moites, uh, if you recall, Lot mm -hmm. was Abraham's nephew. Mm -hmm. And when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, Lot was able to come out. His wife turned to a pillar of salt mm -hmm. and he had two daughters. And the older daughter had sex with him first. And when he was drunk, and then the younger daughter, she had sex with him because their husbands were destroyed uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah. So in their minds, they didn't believe that they would have any husbands. So they wanted to produce children. So they got their father drunk, laid down with him, and had sex with him, unbeknownst to him. Amen. And they, their children are Ammonites and Moites. So that's why that part of the scripture, when we read verse 3, mm -hmm. that's what that pertains to. And said they will never, right, be what? Enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. But what does it say about the other ones? Verse 3. An Ammonite and or Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever. Oh, okay, see, I want you to catch that mm -hmm. in your spirit. So this is how serious God is about incest. 
Now we looked in Exodus and it talked about idolatry and it said up to the third Third and fourth fourth generation. generation. But when we're talking about incest, it says up to the 10th generation. And for those who are descendants of those particular people, never will they be able to be elders. They cannot enter into the assembly ever. So this is how serious it is. So a bastard at that terminology was considered to be a child produced by incest. And we just saw when we read in the book of Leviticus 18, everything that you possibly could associate with incest. That's how serious it is. Can you imagine a 10th generational curse that would be upon you? Now, if we go to Matthew 28 and we look at verses 18, 19, and 20, if you can tell me what it says, man of God, then you can see how much of a hindrance will be on us. Hey, Matthew 28 out of the New King James Version, verse 18. No, we're going to chapter 28. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at verses 18, 19, and 20. We got it? Yes. All right. Verse, Amen. Verse okay. 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And verse 20 teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So, we are to be priests over our households, man Amen. of God. We are supposed to carry the gospel. Amen? Amen. We are supposed to carry the word of God to everyone. So, in carrying that, we have to be able to walk in it as well. Because talk is cheap at the end of the day. And we serve an intentional God. His word is intentional. It will not come back void. So for us to be called peculiar people, to come from a royal priesthood, to mm-hmm. be able to carry the message that will bring people to life. Amen. Amen. And to show them that, you know, sin and sinful living is not the way. It's very important that we do what God tells us to do. But in today's church, they don't preach about incest. And I think it's very important that if you have something that can cause uh, you to be cursed up to 10 generations, that's something that you need to be talking about a whole, whole, whole lot. Now, also, we look at um, the frequency of abuse of a sexual nature. Now, it is believed that three out of out of 10, we're looking at 10. So three to four young women before the age of 18 out of 10 have had some type of inappropriate sexual activity and incest would fall under that. And for young men, it could be six out of 10 young men that have experienced some form of sexual abuse. Now, that's amazing to me that men, young men before the age of 18 are having it at a higher frequency than young women. women. Right. And, and, and it's very, very close. But still, 
before the ages of 18 and they have had numerous encounters now it used to be well we only want to protect those that have physically come in contact with it but i tell you this brother vernon uh, the medical field is saying if you have observed it it's just as bad as if you had experienced it because the trauma is still the trauma amen and it's very hard to get that out of your mind when you have seen that or known that that's gone on this is in the family brother vernon we're not talking about what's going on in the neighbor's house we're not talking about what's going on in our friend's house we're talking about incest within our own families now, if the churches are not preaching about it, if they're not teaching about it, then how are they equipped to help people who are experiencing it? Hmm. A church, I believe in my heart, is a hospital for sinners. I could never go to a hospital that did not have blood, knowing that I would need blood. If they were not able to give me blood or to give me a transfusion, that would not be a hospital that I could go to because they're not equipped to deal with saving my life in Amen. every area. Amen. So the thing is, for those of us who are listening, who do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are currently associated with a fellowship of believers we go to a traditional house of worship then i'm asking you to go and ask your pastor what does he have set up to help people who have seen incest and have been abused by incest what does he have set up Because what is happening, man of God, is that people are suffering for sins that are not their own. These children did not ask to be born of an incestuous relationship. These children are not asked to be participating in these type of heinous activities. Now, you will Remember in the scriptures, it says, I'm taking you out of a land where that was prevalent. That land that they were speaking about was Egypt. Now, if you've studied anything about the ancient Egyptians in the dynasty, their belief was that their God had married his sister. Hmm. So they wanted to keep the bloodline pure. So every dynasty and do the research and study for yourself. Don't take it for sister Nina's word. I have studied, but they are known to marry brothers and sisters. A lot of you are familiar with King Tut. King Tut had scoliosis. He had a cleft palate. He had bones missing out of his foot. He had an elongated head. He died very early. Those are all recessive genetic disorders that are associated with sharing the same gene pool. Some of you may not know, but sickle cell anemia is a result of a recessive genetic disorder for incest and interbreeding. Cystic fibrosis is a result of incest or inbreeding. It is a recessive genetic disorder. Tay-Sachs disease, the same. 
hemophilia. That comes from incest or interbreeding. People that have too much of a bloodline relation having children. There's not enough of a different gene pool to select from. Subsequently, they don't have but the same to select from. It weakens them. They're they're born smaller, lower birth weight, and a lot of them have neurological diseases. If you look at the royal lineage, study the royals from England, and you will see a lot of them had jaws that stuck out further and their teeth at the bottom covered their teeth at the top. Their tongues were so heavy and big, there was trouble with them closing their mouth and they drooled profusely and you couldn't even understand a lot of what they were saying. They called them feeble-minded, which means they had neurological disorders. And this was about keeping the bloodline pure. If you do some research, you will find that Saddam Hussein married his first cousin. There are plenty evidence of people marrying their first cousins. But let's get back to Egypt. Amen? Amen. So we were talking about the Egyptian dynasties. Now we get to Moses. I want you to go to Hebrews and I want you to read uh, Hebrews 24, excuse me, chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. We're in Hebrews chapter 11 and we're going to look at verses 24 and 26. And I want to give you some background once we look at this verse. We are talking about uh, our new radio ministry series, Abuse, in the chapter uh, part one, excuse me, is on incest. Again, we are talking about abuse in our new radio ministry series, and our first part is on incest, part one. So we are in Hebrews Hebrews, chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 24, 25, and 26. Amen? Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24, 25, and 26 from the New King James Version. Verse 24. By faith... Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Okay. So we see where Moses rejected being called what? Pharaoh's daughter, my son. Okay. I'm Pharaoh's daughter. All right. So I'm going to explain. Why, what does that mean? I'm so glad you asked, Brother Vernon. So <laughs> let's get to it. Now, Brother Moses, I mean, excuse me, Brother Vernon Moses, mm-hmm. as we know, was put down in a basket and floated down the river because his mother would not kill him. Mm-hmm. There was a decree that went out that every Hebrew child, male, up to two years, had to be killed. And his mother refused to do it. So, here's Moses floating down the Nile, or the river there, amen? And Pharaoh's daughter sees him. And brings him to her because there is no male child with her father. She is the heir. Amen. But 
I told you all the ancient 